Blog Talk Radio. We continue now with lessons, blessings, and testing. And we are about to address ourselves now to the three testings of Jesus in Matthew, the fourth chapter, the first through the eleventh verses. Now, these three testings of Jesus are not just historical happenings, but these are also the testings faced by every man, by every mind. So, this is not something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's happening now. I take you into the three testings of Jesus, or three of your testings, Remember, Jesus just fasted 40 days. He was baptized. The heavens opened to him. And the Father gave him a lesson. What was that lesson that he got from the Father when the heavens opened? What did he hear? What did he see? That's good. He heard the Father say what? You are my beloved son. In whom I am I well pleased. I read this on the air. So I want you to hang when you set up a trust, lesson with you do have to register this account. We set it up. Going to need it. Out of with them. We because here comes the testing. All right. But if you get the lesson, you can stand the test. And you'll be blessed. You need this when you step out on the street. You'll need this before you leave here when somebody comes and whispers something in your ear about somebody else. The lesson that Jesus received from the Father was a lesson assuring him that of his identity. Learn who you right. are in God and who and what God is in you. Don't forget that lesson. You can stand any test if you will know and remember who you are. A part of that lesson is that God loves you. In the first person, God loves me. This is South Carolina probate code. So the trust code, I find trust code right there. As long as I have love, I can make it. Come on, let's hear it. As long as I have love, I can make it. Uh, make sure y'all can see that. The last session ended. All right, now, I'm not going to read all of this. Young man, only years of age. Let's go down here. Uh, here it says, Roll of the Court Administration of Trust. Most of it talks about, when you read this code, most of it is talking about irrevocable trust. I mean, revocable trust. Irrevocable is hardly ever mentioned. Because I was never loved uh, and I've actually, been in and out of penal people. institutions since I was But I just wanted you to see something, why it's important for everyone to be a national. 
And as I said, as I read that, Section 627-403, trust created in other jurisdictions. A trust not created by will is validly created if its creation provides the law of the jurisdiction in which the trust instrument was executed, or the law of the jurisdiction in which, at the time of creation, the seller was domiciled, had a place of abode, or was a national. Did you see it left national by itself? In your own personal time. That St. Matthew 4, 1 to 11. When a national creates a trust, it is valid across all jurisdictions. This is how. Because it said here, the settler was domiciled, so the domiciled in that jurisdiction is valid. For three testing and Jesus. a place of abode First, in that jurisdiction is valid. But it says it was a national. Doubt now you see why it's untamed physical appetites. To Somebody say, created. And that everybody involved should all be national. The Bible says that because Jesus is led no matter where you go, the, they have to of the spirit name. into the wilderness uh, to be tempted of the devil. First thing that was suggested to him is if anybody anytime Anywhere that comes up to you and begins to talk to you about who you are and begins with if, you know who that is. It is the devil of self-doubt. You see, the devil is not really an entity with a tail and a pitchfork, that's allegorical. That does tell something of the nature. But the devil, in this sense, is really my own self-doubt. Oh, God. So say with me, the devil is my own self-doubt. that comes ifing with you. I remember in the Lord's Prayer series, Reverend Ike said, don't if with the devil. (laughs) Now let's get back to the lesson and the testing and put it together. Now notice, fortunately the lesson was still ringing in Jesus' ear. If. You be the Son of God. This is South Carolina. Let me tell you something. Probate code. So the trust code, South Carolina trust code, if, right there. For one moment. Uh, make sure y'all can see that. Y'all should be able to see you that. Doubt all right. Now, I'm not going to read all of this. Relationship yeah, whatever. God, Let's go down God. here. Uh, here it says, Role of the Court so, Administration of Trust. If most you of it want talks truth, about, when you read this code, most of it is talking about irrevocable trust. I mean, I irrevocable trust. Irrevocable is hardly ever mentioned. Now, you see? Um, actually, I didn't even see it, reading it. But I just wanted you to see something, why it's important for everyone to be a national. 
Get to serving Section the physical aspect. 67-403, trust created something. in other jurisdictions. If. A trust not created by will oh, ho, ho, is validly created if its creation complies with the law of the jurisdiction in which the instrument was executed. Or the Let's law of the jurisdiction the which, at the time of creation, Jesus said unto was out, had a place if, of gold, or was a if, national. You see it left national by itself. So it's saying Man that shall when a national creation trust, it is valid for all jurisdictions. But by the word was domiciled, so the domiciled national is valid. Of God. Had a place of abode like in that jurisdiction, it's valid. But it says all was a national. Now you see why it's important? All I was to show you, never if with the devil. Get your nationality credit. Created, out if you. And that everybody involved should all be national. Because if, no matter if, where you go, the devil they can get you on if and ground. ground. Jesus just let that pass. Here's the lesson. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, I have enough spiritual nourishment in me to handle my physical appetite. I've been fasting and praying for 40 days, and I'm filled with the bread of heaven. Well, the testing didn't stop there. There's the devil of untamed, vicious emotions. And this is where I'm going to have to go into some of the definition of the wilderness. The Spirit led Jesus, the divinely anointed mind, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Wilderness here indicates that a man, a mind, must go with the guidance, the power, and the knowledge of the Spirit into the wild untamed, vicious, undisciplined places of himself and face, conquer, overcome the devil of his own untamed appetites, vicious emotions, and undisciplined energy. You see, because you must remember that Jesus is facing these temptations where? In the wilderness. Now, the wilderness too is you, is in you. You've got a lot of wild stuff in you that needs taming. Somebody say amen. amen. Every man, every mind must go into the wilderness areas of himself under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and in the knowledge and power of his divine one-ship sonship and face, transmute and overcome his own devil, demons, wild beasts, lions, bears, snakes, Monkeys and jackasses. Where are your wilderness areas? And what are your wild beasts that you must overcome and transmute back into the one power? There is a legend which says that the power of the conquered one enters into the conqueror. This is a way of saying that the fear, the enemy, the opposition that you face and overcome are frightening and fighting you with your own power. 
which you have ignorantly or unconsciously given to them, when you pierce the illusion of otherness and come over to the truth of one power, your fears, enemies, and oppositions die, for you have withdrawn your conscious, subconscious power from them back into your conscious control. Every man, every mind, as illustrated by Jesus, must also go into the desert areas of himself. You see, the desert is in you too. You remember it was out there in the desert that Jesus multiplied the loaves and fishes. You see, the wilderness is in you also who? The desert. This is Hindsight Radio. Every man, every mind, as illustrated by Jesus, must also go into the desert areas of himself and come to the realization and demonstration of unlimited divine provision. This is the multiplying of the loaves and the fishes. The desert is the illusion and delusion that there is not enough. <laughs> the illusion and delusion of want, lack, and limitation. So wherever you seem to have want, lack, and limitation, that is your what? Desert. It is there that you must go and multiply the loaves and fishes. So don't be afraid of your desert if you know who you are. You see, because in the desert, Jesus, the Bible says, He lifted His eyes to heaven and said, Well, thank you, Father. And multiplied the loaves and fishes. So don't weep and cry and be disgusted over your desert. Peace to the God. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is South Carolina probate code. So the trust code, South Carolina trust code right there. Uh, make sure y'all can see that. Y'all should be able to see that. All right. Now, I'm not going to read all of this because we'll be here forever. Let's go down here. Uh, here it says roll up the court administration of trust. Mostly it talks about, when you read this code, most of it is talking about irrevocable trust. I mean, revocable trust. Irrevocable is hardly ever mentioned in here. Um, actually, I didn't even see it, reading it. But I just wanted you to see something, why it's important for everyone to be a national. Section 627-403, trust created in other jurisdictions. A trust not created by will is validly created if its creation complies with the law of the jurisdiction in which the trust instrument was executed or the law of the jurisdiction in which, at the time of creation, the seller was domiciled, had a place of abode, or was a national. Did you see it left national by itself? So it's saying that when a national creates a trust, it is valid across all jurisdictions. Because it said here, the settler was domiciled, so if it's domiciled in that jurisdiction, it's valid. Had a place of abode in that jurisdiction, it's valid. But it said, or was a national. Now you see why it's important to get your nationality credit created and that everybody involved should all be national. Because no matter where you go, they would have to honor your trust. 
Peace to the gods. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation.
Peace, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem L. here on Hindsight Radio, information station changing the nation. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, Shouts out to everybody that is donating and helping support the station. Thank you. Uh, Curtis Williams, uh, I think it... uh, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see who, who did the donation. We gotta give John L. Bay. As always, thank you for the donations. Um, I think I gotta get this super chat thing working where it could I could give y'all your your, your credit on the screen. Um, so I'll work on that. Um, my family, we're doing great. Uh, we are doing. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, other than the fact that my great aunt, who's 105 years old, she'll turn 105, I think, on the 29th or the 30th. She's not doing too well. Uh, so there's a possibility I'll be heading to New York uh, if something was to happen. She's in the hospital. Uh, you know, she's 105, and she wants to drink coca-cola and you know all of the things that they say are bad for us and my cousin's like reluctant to give it to her and i'm like dude give her that coca-cola she's 105 she she deserves to drink whatever and eat whatever she wants you know in her last days i mean they give convicted murderers anything they want on their last meal right so why are we, you know, sometimes we can get a little, you know, overly protective in some situations. You know, I understand my cousin. He's a good guy. He He's trying to look out. He wants her to live as long as she, you know, can. And, uh, but, you know, according to what I'm hearing, she's ready. She's done it all. You know, she's ready to go. And she just wants her sweets. She wants her Coca-Cola. She's been drinking Coca-Cola for 105 years, and she's still alive. So there goes the myth and all of the theories you got to eat right and do all of this, and you'll live long. You know, I know vegetarians. I know, you know, these different health gurus, they're they're gone. And she wasn't an expert on health. They were eating bacon, eggs, and uh, all of the things that they say are not good for you. She ate all of that. <laughs> she, you know, there was a time I was uh, not eating. I was on this vegetarian kick some years back. It was probably about, I want to say about 10 years ago. And we went to a a birthday dinner with her. This was in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, because my cousin has children in Greenville. And so he went there to visit, and they, you know, they wanted to celebrate her birthday there. And, of course, you know, South Carolina is her home. Winsboro, South Carolina is her home. So um, I'm sitting there. Was she next? She was right to my left eating, and we're, we're ordering food. And she orders a steak, you know, so 10 years ago, we were talking 95. And that was the, that was the end of my vegetarian crusade. That was the end of that. I stopped. I said, wait a minute, I'm looking at her 95 years old. She's ordering steaks. 
And then we went to breakfast. She's ordering pancakes and all of the stuff that they say you're not supposed to eat at 95. So I I, I went back to eat meat right after that. (laughs) That was my excuse to stop with all of that vegetarian kick. I, I think I stayed a vegetarian for probably a good year and a half. I didn't eat any meat. Oh, I mean, I, I to be honest with you, I felt okay. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know, you know, when you eat vegetarian, they got so many processed options. I don't think that's any healthier than, you know, eating meat. But so I, you know, I, I threw that out the window. What I'm trying to say, what keeps you healthy and living long is your attitude. What I know about it, she's always joking and she was always laughing. She always Oh, she could get serious, but she always had a smile on her face. And when she saw her family, she was always smiling and hugging and doing all those things. So that 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 has to do that. I think mindset has a whole lot to do with the longevity of your life, how you think about things. Because there is a scripture that says it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but it's what comes out of him that defiles it. You know, because, you know, they were all picky, oh, he's eating this and he's eating that. And he said, no, it's, it's what comes out of you. It's what you, what comes out of you starts with your thinking, what you're thinking about, what you have in your mind. Are you thinking negative thoughts against people? You know, that's something I got to be careful about. Sometimes I have this tendency to judge people, you know, hey, that, that person is, 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 overweight you know i was sitting down we was me and beth was eating and i said something about wendy williams that she she didn't i didn't think she looked good was a good looking woman or she don't even look like a woman but you see i was just about to do a judgment (laughs) but that's still not good that's still you're judging someone's appearance and and and, and you got to remember if you're judged you're going to be judged so regardless of how that person looks or how you don't, they're not easy on the eye. In your opinion, we have to be careful, you know, about judging people's appearances and stuff like that. You know, and I know that's hard to do. So I guess I felt like I was justified against her because she talks about everybody. But still, I'm not justified. You're still judging people. You're going to be judged. What you put out, you're going to get back. So you got to be careful about that. Um. So, and on and about the judging thing, we tend to judge on on all different levels. You know, we judge because people don't want to hear what we have to say, and we think they this stuff is good, and you need to do this because it you know. But that's not always true. That that you know, those people have to have a path they need to work. People have to experience things, and we have to be. Oh, we have to be loving and caring enough and compassionate enough to allow them to do their work, their path. May not be what you want to do. They could be your wife, your your children, friends. We don't get to tell control people's lives just because we're friends or we're their husband or wife. We don't get to do that. You know, if if it don't work for you, you just don't participate in it. Let them do whatever and get whatever enjoyment out of it they want. You know, 
And that's that can be difficult, especially when you're doing this, these these different processes. You you think, hey, they're asleep and you're woke. You know, that's a judgment. That is a judgment. Yes, maybe you are uh have a higher thought process or or you, you, you're going in a different direction. And I'm guilty of that. You know, these these people are zombies. They're dead in their thinking. That's a judgment. Can't do that. It's not good. I I'm gonna be watching that. Because a judgment against someone, no matter what it is, is a hindrance for your progress and your elevation. So that's teaching you to be tolerant and understanding of people of any walk of life. Because remember, at one time, you were walking in darkness. One time I was in darkness where I thought I knew, knew it all and what I believed was right. And then I changed my mind. Like, I was actually listening to the uh, Irrevocable Trust webinar. I got to go make some corrections because in that that video, I said, hey, you need to register your trust. And I thought, that's not right. You don't have to register your trust. I got to correct that. See, I was was in a little darkness right there on that point. And I got to change that. I got to go correct that. I'm glad I, you know, I played a little clip of that, 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 uh, that webinar, but I'm going to go do a little voiceover and correct that. But judgments are dangerous to your success because those are thoughts that are negative, and you can run around saying how positive you are all you want, but if you're judging people, you're not a positive person if you're passing judgment, even on the smallest level. Now, if you see something that someone is doing and it doesn't serve you, your your agenda, then you just say, that's them. You shake the dust off and you move on. You know? So, a lot of things is going on with me, with me and Beth. Um, October the 15th, we're going to go down and Tie the knot, so to speak. Jump the broom. What's the other one? Oh, um, <laughs> basically, oh, um, get married. So that's all set in stone. We've been pre- preparing for that for the last couple of weeks. Oh, um, man, and we're doing something small, and it was a lot. I was like, man, I don't want to do all this. <laughs> this all this organizing. I'm excited about doing it. It's just all of the the stuff that goes into doing it, like just something very simple, you know? So some years back we did a, a, we we did a ceremony some years back. We just basically renewing things. So, um, so I'm excited about that. Went and got my tux and everything, got it all picked up, ready to go. Thanks for the congratulations. Um, so what's today's topic? Standing in the fire for what you believe. What you believe. Now, why am I talking about this? We got the president telling y'all, y'all idiots for basically saying anybody that's not vaccinated, you're an idiot. And we, we our patience is wearing thin, and then you got the job coming at you. You better get this, or you out of here. Just 
Constitution be damned. <laughs> like, what, don't we have a constitution in this country? The reason why these people are even saying stuff like that, because they don't read the Constitution. They don't know the Constitution. And they're just saying all this stuff. But if you don't know the Constitution, you don't understand the Constitution, you'll allow them to tell you some crap like that, and you'll roll over. Now, let me give you, let me just say this. I don't care if you take the vaccine or don't take the vaccine. But what I'm not going to sit here and allow is, someone to violate your rights. I'm going to tell you what your rights are. I, I, I already did this a couple of shows ago, showed you what the Constitution says, that your religious freedoms cannot be violated. You can't give it up. It's inalienable. So whatever the president says, he's just yapping. Till they take get rid of that Constitution, is they got to give you the exemptions that you need. And all of these jurisdictions say they're not accepting your religious exemptions. They giving it to you. They talking. That's, that's the news sitting up there running their mouth and saying things. You know, I saw a clip of something yesterday where I'm not going to go into the details because that's a hot topic, but something happened one way. And then when we listened to the news, they spun it a whole different way. So, oh, yeah, we looked at the clip. Yeah, this, this, and this happened, which was totally opposite of what actually happened, showing you that the media is full of it. And they will say anything to spin something to get you to see something in a certain way. You do understand that everybody is vying for space for control of your thoughts and how you see things. And this is why kids in college are saying, oh, yeah, we need to get do away with the Constitution because it's just an old document written by slave owners. See, that's why they told that narrative about slavery and all of this stuff because, you know, as we know, that the Constitution was written from the American Indians, the Native Americans, the indigenous people. It was written off of that. So how can that document be racist? And, and I'm coming to think all of these so-called founding fathers weren't who they say they were. The proof is coming out all, all, all around that they weren't really the complexion we think they were. You see? The Constitution protects your religious doctrine. <laughs> okay? For someone who wrote that, <laughs> they said, the Constitution, the Bible is the religious document, and the Constitution protects that. We have to get it straight. So I'm just responding to someone who chimed in in chat. But back to this whole uh, idea to get rid of the Constitution. The Constitution protects your rights. And if you just do do yourself a favor and read the Bill of Rights or the article of it's called. Uh, the, the Declaration of Rights in some of them, you'll see your rights. And because they take an oath to that, they are to defend those rights. Protect your rights. But see, because we're miseducated, even the people that's in charge to protect your rights don't even know what it, what their what rights they need to be protecting. What they're doing is they're protecting the rights of the state, the the interests of the state to give you citations for speeding and 
running a red light, not having tags on your car. They, that's the interest they're protecting. That None of that's constitutional. All of that's bill of attainders. You see? Why did I title a standing in the fire for what you believe? And to help you understand, I got to go Bible. The Bible talks about this in the book of Daniel. It was several times in several, a couple of, a few instances where they, um, Daniel, three Hebrew words, was, had to stand up for the, what they believed. And this, this, these, this scripture here is timely. This is what's going on. It's either you bow down to my decree of taking this, whatever it is, and um, doing it, or you 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 get you don't eat, you don't have a job. I'm gonna basically try to put you out on the street for something that's not even you know keeping you from getting it. You're still gonna get it. Oh, but they say, oh, it's gonna, it's gonna have lesser symptoms. Yeah, okay, maybe. I don't know. Maybe not. They tell you it's not guaranteed, but I know the side effects: bell palsy, uh, possible death, and all kind of other stuff. Uh, women are having extended remix, extended cycles off of this stuff. That's, you know, that's confirmed. They know this. I was listening to the FDA's. They had a meeting. I think it was last week. It was an eight-hour uh, eight meeting, and they were talking about those very things in that video. It's the FDA. It's not some off-brand website. It's FDA.gov. It's a video. It's on, it's on YouTube. And then when I get a chance, I'll share it in the chat so y'all can go watch it. And y'all make, listen, no one should be forcing you to do anything. You make your own informed decisions on what you want to do. And a reminder, 563-999-3615, call in with your questions uh, or comments, uh, and I'll get them after I after the lesson. So let's go to Daniel. Let's share the screen. Let's share the screen window. Book of Daniel. And I'm starting with Chapter 1. And I'm going to read through this. I like to read the whole context. I'm not like most of these preachers out here. They'll read you one scripture, and they'll have a whole hour-long sermon off of one scripture without reading the context of what you read. I never could understand that. I never got that part. <laughs> but I like to read the whole thing. And, I, you know, I enjoy reading the Bible because for it, 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 some reason it's just it comes to life for me. So here it is. Daniel removed to Babylon, Daniel chapter 1. In the third year of the reign... Of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. So we had a new ruler. Then you got a new president. Okay. And the Lord delivered into his hand Jehoiakim, king of Judah, uh, along with some of the articles from the house of God. He carried these off to the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he put them in the treasury of his God. Then the king ordered Aspenaz, the chief of his court, officials to bring in some Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without blemish, 
handsome, gifted in all wisdom, knowledgeable, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace and to teach them the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So they didn't just get anybody to come work with them in this new administration, this new uh, kingship. They got people who was in good health, knowledgeable, quick to understand. See, you guys got to get knowledgeable on what what, what you're doing. People got to get knowledgeable. You're not going to be able to stand up against anything if you're not, you don't have the information to empower you to stand up against what they're doing. See, I had someone emailing me today asking me, does my religious exemption work for federal employees? So obviously they don't read the Constitution. It doesn't have anything to do with it, whether you're a federal employee, state employee. It has everything to do with you and your relationship with your gods and what you say your religious instructions are requiring you to live by. That's, that's, see, that's the wrong question. And see, and that's someone who is in fear of whether it's going to work or not. Because that's basically what they were asking me. Is it going to work for this? See, that's someone that's not even religious. They don't, they, they don't really believe in what they're talking about. They're just doing it because they don't want the shot. And, see, and, and then you wonder why these companies are making people get the pastor to do it. Or trying to make them. You don't need to do that. If you know what to say, they wouldn't. I ain't got to ask my pastor for anything. The only uh, authority I listen to is God, the Supreme. That's who's signing off on this. And how he's signing off on this is through my signature. Because he works through me. See, that's what I would tell them. And how they going to question that? And if they give me any more problems, EEOC be called up. And then I'll be initiating lawsuits. I'll get paid. See, y'all got to stop, you know, these people run y'all over and start using the power of these courts against these companies. And and also, use the power of your ability to walk away. Because if all y'all walked out, then who who going to do these jobs? Know what it takes to onboard people? Find qualified folks? It costs companies average around 20 grand. To onboard somebody. It's a cost in hiring people. And I could be off. You know, I was that was, you know, last time I had a job what it cost to onboard. All of the paperwork and the things that go into onboard, that's money. Once you understand it, that company is about profit. See, they can trickle and get rid of one here, there, there. But when the whole bunch of them start saying I ain't having it. They're going to change. They go, okay. Stop selling out for a paycheck. Y'all complain about these celebrities and these other people selling out for their paychecks. Y'all kind of, some of you people out here uh, uh, are selling out for their paychecks, letting people do whatever they want to. But these brothers here, they ain't having it. Let me keep reading. The king assigned them daily provisions of the royal food and wine. They were to be trained for three years after which they were to enter the king's service. Among these young men were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief official gave them new names. To Daniel, he gave the name Belteshazzar, 
to Hananiah, Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel made up in his mind that he would not defile himself with the king's food or wine. So he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself. See, they had their minds made up before they were even challenged. See, so many people with these religious exemption vaccines, they're they making up their mind now. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I got to find something. Oh, religious exemption. They already was ready. See, I was already ready. I've been doing it, you know, close to 10 years now. I've done this. My daughter doesn't take that stuff. And, you know, y'all know I don't have an employee to, you know, to, to deal with this stuff. But what I'm saying, okay, it's okay now and you're getting on board, but don't just let this be it. You got what you wanted. You ain't got the shot. And then you go back to playing around. No, this ain't it because it's getting worse. They're going to keep pushing. Why? Because there's not enough people pushing back. There's not enough people fighting for themselves, fighting for their rights. So let's keep going. Now, God had granted Daniel favor and compassion from the chief official, but he said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king, who has assigned your food and drink. For why should we see your faces looking thinner than those of the other young men your age? You would endanger in my head before the king. So this official was not educated on food. Because he was thinking, you know, that the food they eat, as long as they were looking fat, flat and plush and, you know, chunky, whatever they call that, uh, they were healthy. He was, under the, he was under the wrong impressions. He didn't know the science of food. Let's keep, let me keep reading. Then Daniel said to the steward whom the chief official had appointed over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your service for 10 days. Let us, let us be given only vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearances with those of the young men who are eating the royal food and deal with your servants according to what you see. So he consented to this and tested them for 10 days. See, that's the key. You know, some of y'all are thinking about your diet change, dietary changes. So he's telling them, let us be given only vegetables and eat to eat and water to drink for just 10 days. Can you do that just for 10 days? I know some people, some of y'all are dealing with some health issues that you're having a challenge. And the only way you're going to conquer some of these issues is to, is to change your diet. Just 10 days. Vegetables and waters. And, 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 and he knew that 10 days was going to show them healthier. So the steward continued to withhold their choice food and the wine they were to drink, and he gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding to every kind of literature and wisdom, and Daniel had insight into all kinds of visions and dreams. Skip something. So he consented to this and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished, nourished than all the young men who were eating the king's food. See, y'all want to eat that king's food. Some of y'all want to eat the king's food. Uh, symbolically, some of you some want to get that injection. That's the king's food. That's the king's stuff. That's the king's idol. That's a symbol of worship. Because they want everybody to bow down to this 
injection. This man-made so-called cure, they want you to bow down to that. And when you bow down to it, who are you worshiping? Who really is your God? And I know some people, oh, well, it's this and that. And I know everybody got their opinion. I'm just saying what they're doing. Okay, you got a, you got a vaccine. So what? Why everybody got to be forced to take it? When you got a 98, 99% survival rate or something out there. Come on. Let's, let's get real. But uh, 17, to these four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding to every kind of literature and wisdom, and Daniel had insight into all kinds of visions and dreams. So because they remained faithful, God remained faithful to them and gave them better information, better understanding. They were superior to everyone around them. Now, at the end of time, specified by the king, the chief official presented them to Nebuchadnezzar, and this king spoke with them, and among all the young men, he found no one equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king consulted them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his entire kingdom. And Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. So if you remain faithful to your belief systems or your beliefs, you're going to be found favored. You're going to have that knowledge. You're going to have that, that you're going to look superior. When you go into a courtroom or deal in any situation, you're going to have the upper hand and people will respect you. I know I get it. So, oh, let me get my Better Life Journal. I wrote some notes in here. I'm trying to organize my 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 days a little bit more. So, let's go to chapter 3. Chapter 3. Beth be you know, got me taking notes. You know, I watch her. She didn't tell me to take notes. I just watch what she does and I just follow. I need to learn how to do that. Not talk so much and just do it and then people pick up what I do. I think that's a better approach. So here it is. Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue or Biden's <laughs> golden syringe. <laughs> let me let me stop messing around for they shut the show down. <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar made a golden statue 60 cubits high and 6 cubits wide. And he set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The King Nebuchadnezzar sent word to assemble the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other officials of the provinces to attend the dedication of the statue he had set up. Sounds familiar. Very symbolic for what we're dealing with now. All of the Governors, advisors, most of these people, they're on board. Get it. Now, some of them are saying, no, you should have a choice. Some of them are saying that. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the rulers of the provinces assembled for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, O people of every nation and language, this is what you are commanded. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, um, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the golden statue 
that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into the blazing, fiery furnace. So basically, if they didn't worship this thing, they were gone. They were going to kill them. You see? Isn't that to, they're trying to kill y'all jobs, man. Kill your livelihood for this thing. Is that fear? Nothing's godly about that. Nothing's, there's nothing godly. And then, and then there's some people who are, well, you're about to see it. <laughs> You'll see it. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, the people of every nation language will fall down and worship the golden statue that the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego accused. At this time, some astrologers came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. See, people started ratting them out. Aren't y'all dealing with that? Oh, he ain't vaccinated. He ain't, oh, what, who he think he is? He, he endangered my health, but, you, but they vaccinated. But you endangered my health. How? You got your protection, right? You, you, you took your God's medicine. So why, why is your God ain't that strong that you worried about somebody that ain't doing it? But... Let me keep going. Say it to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, king, may you live forever. See, they're kissing ass right now. You, oh, king, have issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the golden statue. The golden syringe, I mean. And that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into the blazing, fiery furnace. But there are some Jews you have appointed to manage the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who have ignored you, O king, and have refused to serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, furious with rage, summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you do not serve my syringe? My bad. Let me let me stop playing. My gods are worship the golden statue I have set up. Now, if you are ready, as soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipes, and all the kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the statue I have made. But if you refuse to worship, you will be thrown at once into a blazing, fiery furnace. Then what god will be able to deliver you from my hands? See, he didn't believe. He, he had gods that he believed in, right? And even he knew for him to make a statement like that, he said, then what God will be able to deliver you in my hand? That means he think he had the power over his own gods because he knew his gods were just statues. Fake. Wasn't real. And they never did a thing. He knew that. That's why he could make a statement like that. Then what God would be able to deliver you from my hands? Oh, because why? In the back of his mind, these gods, I just carved this gold one, and I got some hanging up in the room somewhere in my, in my castle. They ain't never done nothing for nobody. See, that's see how deep the, the, the thinking is there? But then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If the God whom we serve exists, then he is able to deliver us from the blazing fiery furnace and from your hand, O king. Now, this is saying something. 
all the churchgoers, all the ones who say God can do it, he's, he, he's, he's on time every time. Where are you now? Ducking and dodging. Where's your pastors, your ministers, your priests? Where are they who claim God is above all? He does everything. And he can protect all. Where you at? No, because you're just like Nebuchadnezzar. They just like them, him. They know that these gods that they made up for y'all ain't doing jack. And because he's the king, he believes he got all the power over your God. But see, when you understand who the true God is, the, the real God, then you know that they don't have power over anything. They are in subjection to the God that works with you and in you. But you got to start showing your God power, just like they're, they're about to show. He's, but even if he does not, let it be known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden statue you have set up. If they have even resolved in their mind that even if they weren't saved, they wasn't going to bow down to the golden syringe. So religious exemptions and all this stuff, that's just, that's an aid. But it all starts in your thinking and your walk and how strong you're going to be for your beliefs. You're going to just get blown over with every wind that comes their way because after this, it'll be something else. But we know the media is a bunch of liars. Without a doubt, I could show you a clip of something happening. Go see, show you how some one woman. Oh, I saw the clip, and this is what I. This is what it's happening. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> like that's not what happened. But see, when they got an audience, and 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 you're the person just watching that information, you believe that's true. None of that stuff's true. Go read documents. Read. This thing is showing you in order for them to get to this level of integrity, they had to study and they had to eat right. They had to basically treat their bodies like a temple and treat their minds like a sanctuary. Being careful what they were taking in. Being careful who they were hanging around. You think they could have had this level of faith if they were hanging around a bunch of flimsy acting people? Do you think that? No. They would not have been able to do it. They was already in practice daily on their faith. At this, Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to be enraged because you saying no. So what? And the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times hotter than usual, and he commanded some mighty men of valor in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing, fiery furnace. So they were tied up wearing robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, and they were thrown into the blazing, fiery furnace. The king's command was so urgent 
and the furnace so hot that the fiery flames killed the men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, firmly bound, fell into the blazing fiery furnace. Suddenly, King Nebuchadnezzar jumped up in, in amazement and asked his advisors, did we not throw three men firmly bound into the fire? Certainly, O king, they replied. Look. He exclaimed, I see four men unbound and unharmed walking around in the fire, and the fourth looks like a son of, of the gods. See, they expressed their godship. They walked in the image of God, therefore God showed up. And they said, looks like the son of the gods. So apparently these people saw the sons of God somewhere else. To say, well, he looks like the son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar approached the door of the blazing fiery furnace and called out, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. And when the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors had gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on the bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected. And there was no smell of fire on them. Nebuchadnezzar declared, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He has sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They violated the command and risked their lives rather than serve out or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything offensive against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be cut into pieces and their houses reduced to rubble. But there is no other God who can deliver in this way. Then they got a promotion. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. So they, see, people are being tested. Who's going to be the slaves and who is going to be promoted to royalty because it's the ones that stand up their beliefs that's gonna um that's gonna uh come out the victors in this situation see let me tell you something just on a relationship level no one likes a pushover man or woman they don't like a pushover they want someone that's going to stand firm on what they believe long as they're not ridiculous with it. But what I'm saying is people respect and love people who are strong. What I'm saying is we got we to gotta get together on that. Last one. Last one. I'm going to go to chapter 6. This is a plot. Now, y'all got people plotting on y'all on the jobs and against y'all because they kissing behind or whatever. Let's, let's read this one. Now it pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom and over them three administrators, including Daniel, to whom these satraps were accountable so that the king would not suffer loss. Soon, by his extraordinary spirit, Daniel distinguished himself among the administrators and satraps. So the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. So because Daniel remained faithful, because he kept up with his studies, kept his body in, in good shape, and his mind in tip-top shape, 
King had no like. I'm gonna put him over everything because he these guys ain't ain't nothing compared to him. Thus, the administrators and satraps sort saw the charge against Daniel. They they were jealous concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge of or corruption because he was trustworthy, and no negligence or corruption was found in him. Finally, these men said, "We will never find any charge against this Daniel." unless we find something against them concerning the law of his God. Mm. So they, they, in order for them to come after him, they had to study his belief systems to come up with something to trap him. And here we go. So the administrators and satraps went together to the king and said, Oh, King Darius, may you live forever. There's some more kissing ass. All the royal administrators, prefects, Satraps, advisors, and governors have agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce a decree that for 30 days, anyone who petitions any god or man except you, O king, will be thrown into the den of lions. Therefore, O king, establish the decree and sign a document so that it cannot be changed in accordance with the law of the Medes and Persians, which cannot be repealed. So they went to the king to create this law mandate and so that they can test to see what Daniel was going to do. They knew he was, they knew Daniel wasn't going about to not keep worshiping his God. They knew that. That's why they came up with the plan. They knew he was steadfast, unmovable. Are you steadfast and unmovable in your position about what you say you believe? That's something to think about because this is just the beginning. I'm only reading this because we got more of this nonsense coming. And it's, and it's coming. There's going to be a complete separation. You're going to believe and trust in the government or you're going to trust in God. Which one are you going to trust? Which one are you going to remain steadfast for? Therefore, King Darius signed a written decree. Daniel and the lion's den. Now, when Daniel learned that the document had been signed, he went into his house where the windows of his upper room opened towards Jerusalem, and and three times a day he got down on his knees, prayed, and gave thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Now, he didn't get down and pray for, oh, protect me, oh, God, and this and that. He didn't do all of them begging prayers. He went in and said, thank God, I know you're going to handle this, basically. Just gave thanks, as he done before. He didn't change it up. Then these men went as group, as a group, and found Daniel petitioning and imploring this God. So that means they were watching him. See, people watching you to see how strong you are. They were watching him, and they knew where they could find him because he was reliable on his rituals. So we got to get more reliable, more strong. Then these men went as a group and found Daniel petitioning and imploring his God. So they approached the king and asked about his royal decree. Did you not sign a decree that for 30 days any man who petitions any God or man except you, O king, will be thrown into the den of lions? The king replied, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, the order stands and it cannot be repealed. Then they told the king, Daniel, one of the exiles from Judah shows no regard for you, O king or for the decree that you have signed. He still makes, 
his position three times a day. Now, think about this. All Daniel had to do was wait 30 days, and he could go back to doing it. But Daniel was like, nah, I'm going to continue to do what I did before. I'm not going to not practice my faith for 30 days because you came up with this decree. He could have just, some of us would have said, you know what, it's only 30 days. Let me put it into context. Some of us would say, it's only a shot. I see people living off of it. They surviving. It's only two. But they now they're talking about three. If that's not the point, whether it's only one, two, or three. The point is, are you going to stand on your faith? On what you believe in. I don't believe it. You know, my belief system says my body is a temple. I don't put poisons into it. That man says, you know, this, I, you know, I got pictures of my hypothecary. You know, I'll look that up in a second and show y'all my, my cabinet of herbs. And that's what I rely I rely on what God created with the land gives back to me to keep me healthy. I rely on that, on those medicines. That's what I rely on. And they've been, they've been, have done well. Then they told the king, Daniel, oh, I read that. As soon as the king heard this, he was deeply distressed and set his mind on delivering Daniel, and he labored until sundown to rescue him. So now the king realized he'd been tricked into signing this law. Then the men approached the king together and said to him, Remember, O king, that by the law of the Medes and Persians, no decree or ordinance established by the king can be changed. They could have just, like, ignored that, but no, they wanted wanted Daniel out of there because he was too powerful. This is what's happening. They're trying to get rid of you. There's people trying to get rid of you because you're too powerful, and they're plotting against you. The people as a collective are too powerful for the few that so-called are in control. So they're trying to do whatever to, 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 to keep, keep you from showing your power. The king said to Daniel, may your God whom you serve continually, continually deliver you. A stone was brought and placed over the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, and with the rings of his nobles, so that nothing concerning Daniel could be changed. Um, I think I didn't read. So the king gave the order, and they brought Daniel and threw him into the den, den of lions. Then the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. No entertainment was brought before him, and sleep fled from him. So this is another, you know, a little side thing to take note of. This king went off and fasted. He didn't entertain and 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 he didn't sleep. He just fasted. You know, when something is, is, is bothering you, maybe you should fast. And don't absorb any type of entertainment. And then you can you, you, you whatever you look answer you're looking for will come to you. 
Let me continue. Verse 19. At the first light of dawn, the king got up and hurried to the den of lions. When he reached the den, he cried out in a voice of anguish, O den, you servant of living God, has your God whom you serve continued been able to deliver you from the lions? And Daniel replied, O king, may you live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths of the lions. They have not hurt me, for I was found innocent in, in his sight. And I have done no wrong against you, O king. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to lift Daniel out of the den. And when Daniel was lifted out of the den, no wounds whatsoever were found on him because he had trusted in his God. At the command of the king, the men who had falsely accused Daniel were brought and thrown into the den of lions. They and their children and wives, they didn't just throw them, they took the whole family. And before they had reached the bottom of the den, the lions overpowered them and crushed all of their bones. Now, some of you would say, man, that's a harsh punishment. The children and the wives, the whole, the whole family, well, they were family to some corrupt men. And see, and when you do corrupt things, your, your children is going to feel that. Your wife is going to feel that. Vice versa. What you do and you have a family don't just affect you. It affects everyone around you. That's why you have to be careful what you're doing. See, their dishonest deeds, their whole family paid for it. That's how they were doing it back then. You see? You go on and you bow down and you do something to yourself and and get your whole family involved in it. They're all going to pay for that. You take on the golden syringe if you want to. Then King Darius wrote to people of every nation and language throughout the land, may your prosperity abound. I hereby decree that in every part of my kingdom, men are to tremble to fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and he endures forever. His kingdom will never be destroyed and his dominion will never end. He delivers and rescues. He performs signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth. And he has rescued Daniel from the power of the lions. So Daniel prospered during the reign of Darius and the reign of Cyrus, the Persian. So you will prosper if you remain steadfast to your beliefs. And I'm not talking to the people that are just jumping on board. I'm talking to people that are serious. And if you're not serious, you need to get serious. You know, all of this uh, perpetrating like you believe in God, you go into church or whatever temple, and you have all these belief systems, but yet, soon as every little thing that they're putting out, you're jumping on it, it's time to make a decision. It is. And thus endeth the lesson, like Reverend Iket would tell you. So are you willing to stand in the fire for your beliefs? Because the time is coming. You will be challenged. So let's see who's on the phone lines. Um, Let's see. I see a lot of people on the phone, but I don't see any hands raised. Maybe let me make sure. So if you if you are on the phone lines, press one. Press the one, and I can see that you want to come on. So let's go through the chat. Somebody said food is their medicine. Yes, it is. Food is medicine. Um, oh, that's right. I was about to give you all an example of my... Uh, my apothecary. 
got a picture of it somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere. Somewhere. Um, press one. Uh, the number is five six three nine 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 three six one five. Why I look for this photo? Let me show y'all. Take notes. I'm gonna write this stuff down. If y'all can see the picture, so many pictures. So many pictures to scroll through. I guess, to, hey, y'all gonna let me off early. I must have taught y'all pretty good. What is my, I know, you know, when you're looking for something, it's never there right on time. Uh, I'm getting close. Getting close. Nope. I can't, you know, maybe I'm just looking too hard. I see my turpentine. Uh, maybe next week I'll show y'all if I can find a picture. I know I have a picture of that, that, that uh, somewhere. Well, I got all different types of herbs. I mean, a whole cabinet full of them. Um. Hawthorne. Uh, now I can't even think of them all. Yeah, I can't find a picture of it. Sorry, thought I had it on here. Maybe it was I took a picture and sent it to someone to see it. Maybe it's in a text message somewhere. Um, African bird pepper, that's a very good uh, pepper to get, very good. Right on the level with your cayenne pepper. So that, yeah, I don't have it. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> so, let's see. I don't, shoot, anybody got their hands up? Maybe I should do it on Zoom next time, make it easier for you. Okay, let's see what the comments is. Um, somebody said picky real said he need help with the the uh, freedom make sure y'all get the likes up too that's right DJB he, they got rid of the whole bloodline um, let's see October is the month I will register my religious declaration trust with the county clerk, court office, and secretary of state text, and it will show I am a minister consul to my trust. Okay, there you go. You don't have to register it, but if that's what you want to do. So my bold... Bowman said, this is something that I recently submitted to my employer and the Secretary of the Treasury, my registered certificate, my constructive criticism. Welcome. Okay. I don't know what you, what did you submit, Bowman? Why don't you get on the line and, and, and bring that up? I'm trying to, I don't know what you, what you submitted. DJB Thunder said, my job told me the Constitution is not a religious doctrine. No, it's not. 
but it protects religious doctrine. I told them it's my religious doctrine, and they said, we will get back to you. Ha, ha, ha. No, nah, the Constitution is not a religious document. It's a protection for the religious document. So you, all you got to do is point out that section in the Constitution that your religious freedoms are inalienable. So... Um, Uh, no, you said I was correct on register. No, you don't register the trust. Well, I'm talking about registering is when people go down to the county and register it. Now, the other trust, you build credit, you 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 create a profile for it to have credit. If that's what you're talking about. So, all right, man, I ain't got nobody. I, hey, I don't know. I got people over here, but they ain't press one. So. Oh. Oh, there we go. They 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 finally got the point. All right, seven one three eight five two. Peace, go. What do I Hey, what's going on? Uh, just, uh <clears throat> I got a to go take a, a flight to Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And everybody on me about this start getting COVID here. We got to take a test to go to Puerto Rico? Yeah, the airline said they said. I'm scared that I read it. Huh? On the CDC website, they said no, but uh, the airline said yes. It's not a requirement to go to Puerto Rico? Right. You sure? They just want you to take a test. What type of test? Oh, they said something to they were like the COVID test off. Uh, yeah. I'm okay yeah, with that. Uh, this is not that one that's just sticking that thing up my nose. Look, that's what I said, too. The uh, antigen kit. Uh, PCR, molecule, or antigen. Maybe that's the one up the nose. I don't know. Most of the ones, uh, I mean, my stepdaughter took was not up the nose, I don't think. I think it was just a slob of the mouth. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's what they got going on. So I'm uh, I downloaded uh, a testation they had on the website. You 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 downloaded what? A uh, testation, A T T E S T A T L is a testation. I'm not gonna pronounce it. Like a uh, like a dec- like a like you're making a declaration, like like you're declaring something. A testation. A, a testation. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I with the test, I, I don't have anything just being tested. I just don't like the one. I'm not going to do the one with the sticking that thing up my nose. That one I won't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Stay well, feel, bro. Yeah. They call it. They, they call it. They call it a root but They try to get it to go with. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. all. I was just. I was just hanging in, go. I, I'm again. Seeing you were talking about today, so. All right, bro. Like I said, I'm, I'm gonna stay in the file here. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Thank you for that call. Anybody else? Five six three nine 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 three six one five. Five six three nine 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 three six one five. Dial in. 
Let me give it a few minutes. Let me just, let me just get through all of these comments. I'm seeing what people posting. Thanks for the uh, well wishes for my aunt. Um, I'm about to have another number to call in uh, on, but I think I might just start doing just the Zoom live calls like me and Beth did that Friday. Um, that might be easier for people to jump on and just get on that. What y'all think? All right. Oh, with that being said, I'm out. Since I don't have any more callers, some oh, see, just as I said that, every time I do that, somebody come on. Okay, here we go. Four one zero nine one. Hello. Hello. Peace to the God, our King. What's going on? Peace to the God. What's going on? Hey. I'm out. See, I'm listening. I'm sorry. Let me pause this, Joe. Okay. All right. So I got um. So yeah. Well, you read my comments, but yeah. the only reason why I said that about the Constitution was because my job was very persistent on trying to get me to state my religion so they can try to align my beliefs with whatever religion they were trying to shoot down. So that's why I said you no, can't you tell me whatever. how to practice. Whatever you want to state, you could have stated it. Uh, I would not oh. have used the Constitution. I would have stated, you know, yeah. main, you know, whatever religion, then say that protects my religion and point that out. Hey, no matter what you, this is it. They want to, they cannot render you incompetent. That's rendering you incompetent when they say, you know, that religion don't teach that. No, they can't do that. So she was you trying know. to do that based off of. Uh, you, you tell her that. That's a little Your you exemption. About, no, I your exemption. You, so you know how to. You're about to violate some laws that I'm about to get paid on. So that's why I said the Constitution is a doctrine. How you going? Like, it's not. I say the reference is God. It's a doctrine that governs my religion. It's one of them. She said, "Well, right. I've never." I said, "Well, that's your interpretation." You, listen, you can't tell you me never, how to practice. Which she's not even supposed to be having that conversation with you. You right there. You should have shut it down. So listen, you ain't even supposed to be questioning what when I, my religion is right now. You're in a law. You're 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 liable right now, meaning I could sue you for oh. this. And you, I would take that to the EEOC. She can't do that. She can't sit there. No, it's not going back and forth. That's not her job. She's supposed to hear what you have to say and move on. She's probably not even the one to make the decision. Oh, she's you the know. chief of our EEOC. Uh, she she could be chiefly liable for what she said. That's what I told her. So that's why she said, we'll get back to you. I said, okay. Yeah, listen. And, you and that know, was, you uh, you're arguing about my beliefs. Who are you? Yep. You're not God. And that's what I said those words to her. And she said, well, I've never heard of it. She was reading the, uh, the exemption form. I've never heard of that. I said, it's not for what you've heard of what my religion is. I'm free to practice however I see fit and according to the Constitution. As long as I believe in God, you can't right. question anything else. Yeah, you, it's not your job to question that. You're supposed to hear that and move on. So right. arguing back and forth so, with you was totally out of line on her part. Yep. 
But that that was my reason for putting that in there because this is how crazy that they coming at us. Yeah, but that's just see that's she coming at you out of ignorance. She don't know any. She don't yeah. know what she talk. But she, she read what was in my document and said, "Oh, you're one of those people." Really? <laughs> it, you get what I mean? Because that's how it was. Like I went through this with my doctor. On, well, he's my he's my ex doctor now. Because he said, um, I went for my my yearly physical. Do you say um, you vaccinated? I said no. He said, oh, let me leave out and get a different mask for you people. I said, you people? You people? Well, I that's, stay calm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, so then he comes back, goes through a whole gang of stuff. I say, man, you keep trying to push this COVID vaccine. I say, what's the side effects? You're not going to die. How do you I'm, know? I said, <laughs> Were you guaranteeing that? You guarantee so I, that? I, Put I that in people. I yeah. said, man, I... uh." I've already had the virus slash disease, whatever you want to call it. And according to the CDC and, F- and the FDA and everybody else, I'm 27% more, more, uh, more or less. How did I work? I'm 27% more. My antibodies in my body are 27% more effective than that vaccine. Oh, I can't argue with them. I said, man, you know what? Stop this visit. My insurance and me will no longer give you a dime to be disrespected, checked out. And that was Friday, man. Dude said he can't argue with them once I hit him with facts. And that was, that was, that's ball game. But yeah, this thing right here is, is a great divide. Mm-hmm. But like you say, you got to stand firm on it, man. But, you know, I appreciate the teachings. You know, this, I ain't been to church in some, well, since last week, your church. But like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, since Sunday school, about nine to ten years old, man, I really appreciate this bringing back some good memories. All right, you're welcome. No problem, man. You know, I'll get up with you. All right, Everybody okay. Be safe, man. All right, peace, All right. peace. Thank you. Um, there's the number to the show right there in the chat five six three nine 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 three six one five five six. Press one. Press one. When you get on, then I know to get you to pick you up. If you're just on and I don't see that one press, I, I think you're just listening. Okay? All right, who else? Who else? Somebody in the chat talking about 9A numbers, indemnity bonds, they're going to email me. I, I ain't never talked about no indemnity bonds, so I, uh, I can't really share any information on that. I don't have, I don't teach that indemnity bonds. And whoever's teaching you, I would just suggest that you ask them how it has benefited them specifically, not how it benefited their cousin and the mama, nephew, and all of that stuff. How they are living with doing these indemnity bonds, how they have been successful. Always ask these questions to protect yourself. The number is scrolling across the screen now, bro. <laughs> and I put it in the chat. If you in the chat, you can see me put the numbers in there. Thanks for the for the uh, donation, Steve. Steve Johnson, thank you as always. Appreciate it. By the speaking of Steve Johnson. 
This is, I, you know, before the show, I put on my butter pomade from Wolf's Maine. Talk about, what, what do you want me to talk about the explanatory statement? Can I briefly talk about the explanatory statement? Can you be more specific? What do you want to know? There it is. Butter pomade, Cuban leaf. Smells good. I love the smell of this stuff. Yeah. Drew Blackwell, how about calling in and that? You know, what you want to know about the explanatory statement? I can tell you that the explanatory statement is what is required if you want to claim to be a national but not a citizen of the United States. That's long and short of it. Now, if you want me to say what's in it, the point what's the point of me having on my website for sale if I'm just going to read it off? Uh, yeah, I have I have videos on YouTube that talk about the explanatory statement, what is required, and why you're doing it. But as far as details of it, I don't have that on. You know, you have to get the actual webinar if you want the webinars there, um, and the template. As you said, question: Can you talk? I I don't know what you want me to talk about other than what I just said. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if uh, Drew Blackwell got my message specifically. Okay. Yeah, that's the dress. All right, everybody. Um, I'm shutting it down. I'm shutting it down. And I will see you guys later on in the week, actually. Uh, the Our Journey show with me and Beth. Um, Beth and I. Um, and so, may, remain steadfast, peace, prosperity, and extreme wealth to all. Peace to the God. You're listening to Hindsight Radio. This is Hindsight Radio. I represent it. The information station changing the nation.